Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Small Seed Big Impact Podcast. We hope these episodes plant seeds that inspire big impacts in your life. Shane and I are your hosts. Don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media and let us know what you thought of this week's episode. All right, y'all, enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another week, another episode of Small Seed Big Impact. This week we are going to be diving in. So recently we've gotten like a lot of new followers and a lot of new people who have either just been following our journey or have been purchasing our bars. And with that comes a lot of questions about, you know, how did Small Seed get started and like all the questions behind it and like what does small seed mean and why are you guys in Raleigh and all of these different questions that some of you that have been following us for a long time probably already know the answer so this is going to be repetitive for you but I think the answer will be different than you, before I, I think like I think every answer I always give it changes a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. of course yeah like, it's a little bit but essentially the like why do we move to Raleigh that's going to be the same every time may change a little bit, but essentially, you know, it's going to be the same. Yeah, it might have more or it might have a lot less details. <laughs> <laughs> the further away it gets, the less details. Also, I think it's not just new people. I think some of it's, it's people that have been following us, but now they're starting to recognize us as a brand. Like, they're like, oh, they're making moves. They're actually accomplishing things. They're in a lot more places. So now they're more interested and emotionally invested. So they're, they're curious about our story and our journey. At least that's what I feel like for me. It's people like people have been following page, you, yeah, and are asking you now. Now they're curious. Yeah. So we're going to, we kind of like tried to compile questions, either common questions that people, that we've been getting repetitively recently, or just questions that people have asked us through messaging. So we're going to go through like a little bit of a Q&A, right? Like a just question and answer. Sure. Or, or do or you just want it to be like a casual conversation? We can do both. We can start, <laughs> I mean, let's face it. We'll start one way and go yeah. a complete other way and bring it back to the other way and then go again. So. And then I have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, <laughs> and then we'll end it. To... And we're probably won't even talk about small seed at all. We'll, just, we'll see. Who knows what well, you know, you guys, we always say at the beginning what the podcast is going to be about. And it's We should just start never. naming it after. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't say what we're going to talk about at the beginning anymore. Yeah. Rants by Holly and Shane. And that's it. The end. And then you just get what you get. Yep. And then we'll title it later and you'll know what to expect. <laughs> so what's the first Q&A on this question <laughs> air? Well, all right. <coughs> How did we start the business? We can start there. Well, okay. Can we, before we start there, can we start with where we were in our current life at that time and how small seed bars even became the bars we consume? Okay. So, cause, and then it turned into a business. So it was, it was, oh, yeah. it was a passion so project it was that a turned passion into project. a business. Yes, so, so I think you have to go from like what I was doing at the time, what you were doing at the time and how they collided and made the bars. Yeah. Okay. So I, when at that time I had graduated college, I had already worked my first corporate job that I absolutely hated. This is 2017 guys. So backtrack. This yeah. was... Holly graduated December 2016. Air quotes. quotes graduated. Why is that air quotes? I actually graduated. Because college was fucking stupid. Oh, I know. It was the hardest shit you've probably ever done in your life. (laughs) With the exception of maybe last year's stage of business and Opal and like the combination of that, college was the dumbest, hardest thing you ever do in your life. Agreed. And it did nothing for anyone. Agreed. At all. I don't think at least. I mean, maybe like it taught you perseverance and it got a tattoo from it, but that's about it. (laughs) But that's not true. College brought us both to San Diego, which is what actually transformed our entire lives. Also, college introduced me to startups, so that I am thankful for. Right, and I think that was San Diego, because Hartford University, or University of Hartford, didn't do that same thing. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. University of San Diego, we were like a guinea pig class for working with startups. And I don't think they kept doing it, because when Ben went there, he didn't get like that same experience. I think... Well, I think the year you went there was, like, the big blow-up scene of startups. But then you saw everyone, like... Then it was, like, uh, saturated because too many dumb motherfuckers who thought they could do shit were doing it. No, we were literally, like, they told us our, like... That's what I'm saying. We were a legit guinea pig to see... I think they stopped it because there was an overload of startups and then, like, kind of, like, 
No, I don't think that's why. I wonder if students said that they didn't like that way of learning. Because they asked us at the end, like... Who would not like that? Who would not like apprenticeship? I don't know. Maybe they didn't didn't like slaving. Yeah, probably the same people who are like, why am I doing this job and not getting paid for it, basically? Like, I'm giving you an entire marketing... those people, you are losers. (laughs) Like, sometimes you have to work... All the time. Yeah. Oh, there's no sometimes. It's legit. If you want to progress, you always have to get paid way less than what you are supposed to be earning. All the time, no matter what. For any type of leveling up. Okay, so anyway, so yes, we were working with startups at University of San Diego. Okay, anyway. So you graduated. So I graduated college, yeah, had, went, did my first corporate job, hated it, left my corporate job, tried applying for other jobs. You guys have heard this story before, but realized that F San Diego <laughs> and the job industry because it's just not possible to get a job. So I was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to start my own business. And I was always really into food and, like, cooking and stuff like that. So I originally thought I wanted to start a cafe. So I started writing out a business plan. This was, like, I would say this is March. So end of February, she started writing this business plan. Writing this business plan. I was still working with one of the startups that I was working with from college. And I had gotten a second job, so I was working two jobs. And Shane was... Why did you get those jobs? This is very important also. A person who just graduated from one of the top schools in America got a job being a fucking hostess. Yeah. So I wanted to get job I wanted to get understanding of the quote unquote cafe industry, so of the restaurant industry, because the person who was going to be financing me basically said, like, I want you to know what you're getting into before you say you definitely want to do it. Like, start writing the business plan, but also know these are all the things that go into starting a cafe. Right. And the back, and just to interject, so I don't really talk about my, I won't talk too much about my past. I had the yin to the yang of that equation. I was the operator of a very large food company, so I knew all back of house, all ordering, all percentages. I knew how to do the books. Uh, I knew I knew HR, I knew payroll, I knew everything so my, except literally the front of that. So like, yes, everything. so my essential goal or where my position was going to be was to learn the entire front of the house and work. Right. Basically, my goal was to work my way up to like manager of front of the house, and then once I felt like I had like a good grasp of that, that's when I was going to make the jump and like Shane and I were going to combine our brains and start the cafe. Yeah. So you're working so, on this business plan. Yeah, doing both of the... So, yeah, also working on the business plan, which was like 100 plus pages. <laughs> so that's what I was doing in my free time. Working for a startup and then working at a cafe or working at a restaurant. Um, and I was just really busy all the time. And at that time, you... I already told him what I was doing. Yeah, so you... Shane was working at a startup that was super demanding too that you guys have heard. It was a startup heard- It was a, actually... I always call it a startup. But well, now that I know the definition of the startup, <laughs> after I made it to my year two, it's not a startup anymore. I'm like, well, actually, it probably wasn't a startup technically. It was run like a startup, but it wasn't really a startup. It was a successful company. Okay, well, Shane was working at a company that was very demanding and demanded like 100 hours a week. So he was working a lot too. And so we went vegan and gluten free, right? Went. So we were already dairy free, gluten free. Yeah. Um, and then the year right before that, Holly took this health certification coach and we got like super into, uh, like ingredients and we got rid of all like shelf, essentially almost anything that was made something shelf stable. We wouldn't consume like citric, like we didn't need citric acid for a long long time. time. Now I eat black mold because (laughs) I am addicted to certain supplements, but that's okay. But yeah, so we got super into like nutrition and like really started <clears throat> digging deep onto like what went into our body and how it affected us and we slowly started removing things and really seeing like a large difference in how we felt and like you know like our mood and our energy and all those different things and I kind of feel like just like the natural progression was leaning towards plant-based and vegan lifestyle so we had a really hard time like finding healthy clean like quick meals I didn't want to like sit down convenient and eat a meal, meals. but like yeah, something that was convenient, like a bar. Like, like so, so I when I was working, when I was when I was running my other company, I would so I how I ended up intermittent fasting all the time was because I would just be so busy. Like I was a person who didn't eat when I was busy. I'd get there five forty six a.m. and then I'd come home eleven twelve, and I would like eat I would eat nothing all day. 
I'd, I'd survive on energy drinks. Back then, I was, like, a super <laughs> oh caffeine God, addict. Red Bull. Red Bull, bang. Like, I would drink. I'd probably consume, like, 3,000 milligrams a day. <laughs> Legit. That's probably no lie. Like, I'd, that's pretty close to what I was. Like, probably three grams. Um, but what I would do is there was there was a store called Ralph's, literally two minutes from my, from my location. I'd run to the store, and I'd grab, like, two Red Bulls and two... Uh, they were called, they were, they were a different refrigerated snack bar. Called Perfect Bar. Oh, I wasn't going to plug them. Why? I mean, the truth is, like, Perfect Bar was great. Like, their ingredients are great. The bar was pretty good. Like, and well, that was... Eggs, re- though. Well, that was why. Some, it of ended have, up, some of them have milk. I know. Whey. I think they have whey in them. That's the same shit. No, I know, but I'm saying. So, we used to eat those. Oh, yeah, and so that I, was I get like, two of those and two of those, and that's what, like, I eat in the middle of the day. And then come home and eat, and then eat a real meal for the first time. Yeah. And then when when he cut all that stuff out, I stopped eating those bars, and I had I legit would eat nothing on the whole entire day. So then I was like, okay, we're eating nothing. I was eating like an entire like I would literally go to work and eat like an avocado, and people thought I was so weird. Like mm-hmm. I would just bring an avocado to work and be eating it and like gagging it down because honestly, I don't like to just eat plain avocado. That freaks me out. Most people don't. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, all right, I need to make something that's like Perfect Bar, but, like, better and, like, basically aligns with now, like, my values. And so I just started, like, experimenting in the kitchen and came up with, like, these snack bars that I think it was just the brownie that was the only one I made, right? Like, the brownie bar was the first. And at the brownie, first... The brownie was the OG. But then, like, I felt like it was instantly you had those four flavors. I feel like No. It might have felt like that, but it felt we, like it. yeah, almost so, t- time back then is like five years of my life has compressed to thirty seconds. I can see it all in my head. I, <laughs> I don't remember. I remember like the bars, and then I remember making four bars, and that was it. So, <laughs> that's not how it happened. In my head, that's how it happened. So the brownie was the OG, and that was like the real original one that like. I just used to make that same recipe. It came out good, so I just always made that all the time. I would literally just make, like, a huge sheet tray and, like, cut it into bars, didn't I? Uh-huh. That's what I did, which is essentially what we do now, too. Same shit. Um, and so that was kind of how it started. And then because we were so busy, we'd be eating them. We were also working with other people who were super busy, and they would see us eating them and be like, what is this? And, you know, like, you just share your cookies or whatever. You're like, oh, yeah, here, have some. Try some. Like, I made these. And people were like, these are so good, guys. Like... And so kind of when, when, like, our coworkers started saying that, we started giving them to friends, and friends were saying no, the same. I knew it was a hit when my junky kitchen workers were like, I need some of that, what do they call cake. it? Dough. Yeah, oh. cake. cake. They said dough or cake. And they're like, it tastes so good. And I was like, now you got to remember that these guys are typical industry food people. They do not eat healthy at all. And they thought it was amazing. And I was like, oh, shit. This is a winner. They like it. <laughs> the people are there. They would still drink like Coca Cola and eat like Takis, and they loved the, the, the taste of the bar. Like health food to them was probably revolting, but yet yeah, they ate this dough or cake. I think they called it cake. cake. I think they're right. They I think it they cake. did call it cake. Yeah. It was like because this is actually a funny back back story. Since we're just going to be talking about the whole like evolution of small seed. Originally, two of our bars were Cooked. baked. Yeah, yeah. we're and baked I, in the oven. And I remember I accidentally overcooked. Yes. So. We, so, well, we actually, like, skipped a part, but that's okay. So, we used to, Holly used to make them at our house. We kind of skipped a part before we can jump in. Yeah, sorry, part. you're right, but, we did. So, Holly used to make them at our house, just for us, and then, and then, when we, after we got married, we, right, right before that, we were like, we're going to go vegan after we get married. We got married, we came back, and I think because we're, we were vegan and limited our sources, because, like, we just jumped straight into it without necessarily, like, knowing what we're doing, we're eating them way more. And that's when we started handing them out to people. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then and then people were like, oh, this is amazing. And then Holly was like, I'm going to join a farmer's market. Well, actually, I just remembered what actually happened. Oh, cool. Is <laughs> It was before we left for our wedding. And we were like, maybe we can make this into a business. And that's when I started kind of like being like reaching out to farmer's markets and stuff. Just putting my feelers out there and seeing like what came back. And then, because I remember the first farmer's market that I went to go visit, I was like, I'll come after my wedding. Like, I remember, like, I remember, saying that, too, or, like, being, like, I'm going... Being like, we're going to do it right after we get married. Yeah, and I remember, like, writing back to the woman and being, like, I'm going to be in Jamaica till this date, and then I will come to the following, like, farmer's Poway? market. Huh? Is that Poway? No. That one took us a little more, long time. But she owned oh. multiple ones, too. Yeah, she did. That I can't remember one. which one. The, it was... No, it was, um... 
our first one, Rancho. Rancho Santa Fe. Super fancy. Yeah. Fancy, fancy. It was one. Rancho Santa Fe. It was her. I can't remember that one. Talk about but she was so nice. She was nice. Um, and that guy with the, the stem yes. thing where I do the push ups. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's also where that guy kissed you. <laughs> no, that yeah, was at the La Mesa one. That was at the La Mesa? Mesa. Yeah. Oh, that was the farmer like, ah! at that one. <laughs> no. Anyway. So, yeah. So then. So, okay, so literally right when we got back, and also someone did kiss me, they tried to go in for a kiss, and I was like, ah, They me. kissed you, your neck. They kissed my neck. It's scary. Creeps. You guys are creepy. Um, so anyway. Yeah, so, so we came back from Jamaica. We came back from our wedding and basically jumped right into. Right, so Holly, Holly went and was, and the woman's like, you can vent here. So, luck, thankfully, like I, another part of our company, when we first began, we did a lot of catering. We did a lot of registration with like Department of Health. I knew how to set up like licenses and permits. So what I did is I licensed our permits to the to my kitchen as a rental. Um, yes. Because that because you could only sell if you worked in a commercial mm-hmm, kitchen. Mm-hmm. So like I just ba- I essentially sublet to Small Seed from mm-hmm. my kitchen uh, that I ran, which is pretty cool because. Um, if that never happened, if we were able to do that, we'd never be able to start. It's true. Um, but anyway, completely not the point. Kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when so when that happened, we actually started making them at my facility because because uh, we were doing more volume, mm-hmm. and then we were making them for the farmers markets. And right. then by that time, so we had gotten the first farmers market, and then I think we got like two shortly, like right after, if not the next it was really weekend. Quick. Yeah, if yeah. not the next weekend, like two weekends later or something. Yeah. So. We were in three, and then we were in, like, five, and then I think then at the most I was down. in six. You were moving. Yeah. I remember, because you got the one in Ocean o- mm-hmm. Ocean Beach, and then you had that one that was terrible for a little bit, and then they ended up closing it. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over in the parking lot? Some in the middle of nowhere. That was the one Ben went to, and he went to, like, get that little mini cutting board, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one was actually but good, it but it closed. Once they, a, they, they moved it. orchestrators. No, no. It was good when it was in that spot. Then right. they moved it to that other spot, and it was bad, and that's when I left. Yeah. They sucked. And then, and then that one that we went to that was, like, a little much. That was, like, really slow. I don't remember. The first one where that guy, remember like the guy, <laughs> the singer guy, too much money. Oh, I really Holly's sucks at math, guys. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Holly's getting better at math. Um. Anyways, yeah. So I think at the we've been to a lot we actually. In I don't remember. Six, any of them. I think during like all on, at one time the most we were in was like five because I remember like I was like making and going and every then I was like just almost them. every day. Yeah, and then you were making them and I was going to sell like them typical like at night. Fashion, I just take shit over. So. Looping that back into people eating cake or oh, your yeah. employees so, eating so cake. So one time when Holly and I were both making them, I left one in my oven for like slightly too long. So it, it, it over-rose and then it got burnt. So I just put it in my walk-in for it to cool down. And then I forgot about it because let's face it, I didn't do dishes back then. <laughs> um, but I ended up starting doing dishes, side note, because we would, we would be making so many bars that I felt terrible leaving them for the next day. Like when it was just like six trays, I was like, who cares? But it ended up being like 12 trays, which is three of every flavor. I felt mean leaving those from my dishwasher the next day. But anyway, so anyway, so my, my, my workers found it and they were like cut into it and try it. And they were like, holy shit, this is really good. Because it was good. It was literally like, a, it was like, like fudge. A, br- it was like yeah, a brownie. Like, but it was lighter than brownie. It was airier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was the backstory. But also I'm happy we did that because we missed a very large section of our whole entire story. Yeah. And also, you you, saw, you met some pretty cool people, like the founders of Mush, who is now, which is now a really big company. Yeah. And they, and they probably were about five years ahead of us. So it's kind of cool to think, like, in five years, we'll be way bigger than them because they sucked. Because <laughs> no. I feel like I every company pro- sucks compared to what we're going to do, so that's why I say that. <laughs> our projection is different. It, absolutely. Our trajectory. It's completely different. Yeah. That's because you and I are aggressive. Most people are just like, I'm cool, bro. Or they're like I'm perfectly like, happy, like yeah, just like slowly. breaking even. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Fuck that shit. And I'm like, oh, it's how can I be evolving? Like, what can I be doing? Why do I need to be doing more? So so we did that for the summer. Um, Holly did that for the summer. I so started, this is like she, a funny thing also, is a lot of people think that Shane started Small Seed. Right. To everyone. A literally lot of, everyone. So a lot of people, I think like 
online because you're always there making them. And not, like, you know, not, you're always... But not only that, and we'll, we'll get to it when this part of the story, when Opal was born... That's what I was we, just going to say. That was the we, second and part. We'll, we'll save that. We'll actually, we'll save that second part for when we move to North Carolina. Okay. Because that will explain why everyone, when after we did the rebrand, thinks the company is mine. Yeah, yeah. And I know, when I tell people, I'm like, Holly started it, they're completely... They're like, their face is like, their jaw drops. <laughs> but also, I look like a person who would start a protein bar company. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's, I think that's the deceiving part too. What, what can you, I say? I don't I'm saying that I'm way fitter than the average. I'm way fitter than fit I'm people. Like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Unless you're like a supreme athlete, I'm going to be fitter. No, than I'm now. just kidding. Yeah. So in California, I was like the face of the company. Shane was like really behind the scenes just making the bars because he was also still working with his other company. Right, I still ran my other company and so, and in the downtime. And I was like doing the farmer's market. So yeah. I was really like the face of small seed. And it was really like more my thing and you were helping me. Correct. It wasn't like our thing yet. It wasn't at all. And, and then, and actually, up until very recently, I, I always called it yours. Yeah. Up until maybe like the last couple of months, I got to always just say small seeds hollows. Yeah. Now it's just mine. It's ours. Oh. It's not yours. <laughs> Why is it yours? I'm I just do kidding. mad fucking. I think before I didn't have. I, I think before I didn't. I didn't like take the ownership of it, but now I do. Yeah. But it took a long time for me to. It took almost three years to make that transition. No, but I've always called ever since like you came in, where like a, a more of like a key part of the company. I've called it like husband and wife company like our company or I say like my partner and I anyway so we did that for the summertime and then September came I was having like some internal struggles and I was ready to leave my company that I was that I helped build and in doing so I like I freed up more time so I was able to help Holly more and, and that's when we legitimized. When Shane came on is when he was like, okay, like, let's get an LLC. Like, let's, like, figure all this stuff out. And then I think around that time, like, we started doing online sales, too. I didn't start doing online sales until you came on. That's because that's what so, I wanted to do. Yeah. That's also what I did in my last company. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when we're like slowly changing things. It's also the same time you got your first wholesale account. Yeah. It was all that happened simultaneously. Within like a month or two months. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember when we started shipping out exactly, but I'm, I remember like getting the, I remember ordering the, ordering the, mm-hmm. the shippers and like figuring out how much dry ice we would need and figure out the pricing for gel packs and like doing test shipping and seeing how long they would last. And back then guys, we have videos, we should go through our videos and do like a like oh yeah, the we'll sh- I'll, small share, seed. I'll share it when, like, we, when this podcast drops. I'll share. We had like we would take, but we would take white uh, baking sheet paper, wrap the bar, and then wrap it in butcher paper, and wrap the bar and put a little sticker on it. But literally, in <laughs> an amount of ten minutes, the oils because they used to be really really oily, uh, would just seep straight through the packaging. So if we shipped you bars. I remember, and I remember when Andy Frisella brought Emily Frisella the bars, and she took a picture of them, and like they were just saturated oil. I was like, I can't believe Andy like actually brought this to. Her. I would have thrown that shit out. I've been like, fuck this. Like, what is this? <laughs> um, but shout out to both of them because that was very nice. And Emily was like the first semi-famous person to put us on the map. Yeah, actually, she was the first. She's not famous. I think she is. That's why I said semi-famous. She's very well. She's very well known in her community and like in the entrepreneurial community. That's true. I guess I'm thinking famous like. Um, like a mass face. Like who you're thinking, like Leonardo DiCaprio? Like Andy Frisella famous. Oh. I mean, yeah, he's more famous than her, but anyway, still. She was the first person to give us, like, big recognition was kind of cool. And back then we had nobody, but still getting ahead of myself. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to stay, like, on the timeline. Um, so then I started doing, like, a little bit more farmer's markets. I started personal. I, like, so my real goal back then was, like, I wanted to own my own gym. Like, that's something I always wanted. I don't want to do anymore, but it's something I always used to want to do. Um, so I like, I became, I got personal trainer certified and then I rented, I rented space at a private personal trainer gym. And then I cycled in between time of that and working on with small seed with Holly. And I did like more farmer's markets and I hated it. I, I'm really good now in public, but I, I like, I didn't, I wasn't not good back then. I just didn't like doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still love making the bars. So anyway, so that was like, so that was September, October, November, and we just steadily kept doing that. Small Seed was growing. Our, we started doing online sales. We got into the, all the farmer's markets. We got into like big ones like Poway and Ocean 
Ocean Beach, which are like the harder ones to get into. The biggest ones outside of that was like Little Italy would have been. That next. would have been the next one. Yeah. Like, and we were like, we were climbing through the ranks while growing the company. Um, and it's funny because the farmers market industry, like you think, like you can just be like, oh, I have a company I can get in. It is so competitive in, in Southern seriously? California, like in San Diego, they because make a lot there's. Of money. Yeah, they make a lot of money, but it's also like you essentially so. Rancho Santa Fe like gave threw us a bone. Like there is no reason she should have even let us. Like besides the fact that she, that her and her husband like really liked us. They really liked us and they liked our product and they were like, we're gonna give you guys like, we're gonna like let you guys come in. If they had never like basically allowed us to come in and prove ourselves and prove that we could actually make money, right. we would have never gotten into any of those <clears> other <throat> ones because essentially what the other ones do is look at how much money you're making. It's the same thing when we get into retail location. So all they care about is velocity. Mm-hmm. So every so farmer's markets, they take a percentage of your sales. Exactly. So if you can't generate enough percentage to justify your booth, they don't take you. Exactly. So And it's the same thing that's going to happen when we get into retail stores. If we don't generate enough revenue to justify being on their shelves, especially in the refrigerator section – no one's ever going to take us. So, like, all you need is that one entry point, and if, you are a, if you're a good product with a good business, with good drive, you'll make it. And, yeah, and so that's how, yeah, and we're going through that again right now. Not trying to get ahead of ourselves, but it's funny how, how like, transition. circle, yeah, like, how circle the world goes because, like, we went through that literally in the It'll farmer's the same markets. Thing when we go and now, yeah, and now it's like we're doing the same and thing. <laughs> fine. And so, so, yeah, it's a very competitive market to be into but it's definitely great that we started it in southern california because that was like the first thing we could have done like there was no way we could have just jumped into retail like that was not even not without massive capital. that was not yeah that wasn't right. an option like but but doing something smaller and gaining traction and getting like followers or people who love our bars was like the way we could do it through farmers markets and then growing up in the ranks of the bigger and bigger farmers markets so you can be in front of more and more people. Yeah. And then, you know, now I so think then we're just, smarter too. For like, I feel like what I would like now what I tell people is to like build social media first. We had a product way before we had social media. And that's what I tell people don't do. Like, because I think I'm just to make a small interjection here in our story. I think now people are like, I want to be a business owner. And then, so I'm going to create a product. Mm -hmm. We were a product. We created a product and then we're like, oh shit, this needs to be a business. So I think it was a little different. But I'm like, if your idea, because people were asking like, how to start and I'm saying it's because like they want to start something maybe. I'm like, if you have an idea of a product, you need to start social media and a following way before you have a product. Yeah. You need to have the product in mind because you need to know who to target and what you're trying to teach them. No, but essentially you want to be able to drop your product in it to, like, go off the shelves. Like, you want to be able to, like, have... You need the hype first. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you're just sitting on tons of... (laughs) Inventory. Yeah, tons of, yeah, money that you won't get a return on for months and months and months and months. Yeah, I agree. It's better to, like, create the following or create the hype. Yeah, I'm like, like, always like, that's the first step, guys, and it's fucking free. Like, everyone's like, I want to spend $500 to get an LLC and then drop five grand to get product. And I'm like, do you have a website? Like, do you even have an Instagram page that is free? Like, and they're like, no. And yeah. I'm like, then you're, you don't want to do any of that other shit. Or don't do any of the other shit until you build up your Instagram. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what we continue to do September, October, November. Uh, and then... Into December. And well, and then <laughs> in the second week of November, Holly found out she was pregnant. And then when that changed. That, so that that ended up changing the vision. Uh, not the vision necessary. That changed. Because I don't even know what our vision was back then. Maybe maybe you know. Because, like, I didn't know. I was, like, business. Like, back then I was more business. I didn't have, like, uh, I didn't have, like, a mission attached to it or an objective. I was, like, this is Holly's business and I'm going to help her grow it. That, mm-hmm. was, that was, like, my objection. I mean, my objective. And that's what I loved doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just loved building, like, startups. Um. So what was, the, did you have a mission back then or were you just like, this is trending, people love it, it's a good product, like we just got to keep going? No, I feel like we were just talking about this before we like started recording, but my mission has always been to like have like a huge impact. Like that's always been my mission is to like allow people to like find freedom or like that's not even like the right thing, but like allow people to know that there are other options because this really stemmed from health. Like this stemmed from us not having the option of a healthy snack bar. Like, that's what it stemmed from. So for me, I'm like, there's other people out there who, one, feel the same, but two, should have the choice to be able to choose the better option. 
like for your health and then your health kind of like snowballs into your entire lifestyle. So for me, it was always that. Like it was always the bigger picture. Like it was always like I just wanted to make like a massive impact. Okay. I just didn't know. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. So in December. No, in November. Oh, in November. Remember when you found out you were pregnant? No, I do. So in November, I found out I was pregnant. We were like, all right, (laughs) a baby's going to be wicked expensive. But we obviously didn't even really talk about moving at that time. It wasn't until December. I think it was, I don't know if we, I don't know if we verbalized it or not, but we knew that like we couldn't do both. Like I think we knew we couldn't do both. I don't know. I was still like, I don't know. I was still like in love with like California. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Me personally, like that was not in my mind, but I think we had gone home for Christmas. I also think I had a lot of people whispering in my ears of like, how are you going to do it on your own? Like with like, it's going to be so expensive. It was was people wanting closer to the East Coast. And like, just a lot of people like kind of like freaking me out of being like, I don't think I'm, which I, at the end of the day, I'm really thankful that I did, that we did make this move. But I think if I had no one whispering in my ear, I would have tried to make it work in California. Me too. I love San Diego. Yeah. And like, and there was like, we were starting to get traction in that community. So it was like, I wasn't thinking of like, Oh, let me jump to a whole new community where nobody knows me. So, so November, we find out we're pregnant. That's all I said. We went, we went back to Massachusetts for Christmas week and legitimately like two days, like it was, we got back probably the 27th or 28th in December. And then the 29th, we got a letter from our leasing manager being like, Hey, you got to renew your lease January 1st. Um, or like, tell us you're going to leave. Um, and like, we just like, we had a conversation and we're just like, we're going to move. And I wrote, I wrote him an email telling him we're leaving. And then January 23rd or 24th, I hope it was 23rd because 23 is like everything good. I have a 23 number, but we packed up our U-Haul. So at that point we kind of like stopped small seed. We stopped going to the farmer's markets for basically January. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we were done after the holidays cause we were gone. And then January we stopped doing the farmer's markets and we just focused on like packing up everything. And, uh, Holly's parents flew out to California and the four of us with Opal and Holly's stomach <laughs> and sunny, and in, the sunny back in the back seat and, and Nala in the front seat. And Nala in the front seat. <laughs> We drove from San Diego to North Carolina and kind of made And here's a question that we always get. Why Raleigh? Well, yeah. And I was like, we made this transition. I don't know. I guess I don't know why. I guess like in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, it was the best business move to make to have a business in Opal and Opal really close to family. But I guess we really made this this decision because people are deceptive and put thoughts in your brain. No, I think the real reason we did it is because we came to visit Raleigh a year prior to us moving. That same year. Just it was August. It was August 2017 when we came. Okay, so we so we visited it in in August um, because that doesn't make sense because I wanted to do the cafe. What? 20, 2017 we came here. But I wouldn't. I still wanted to do the cafe. I'm confused. You did. It I was came still, here it was for still, the cafe. I think we had everything booked. Oh. We still, because we, we still, we came here in 2017. We went to Portland in November yeah. of 2016. Yeah. And then we came to Raleigh in August sure? of 2017. Because I remember because it was a month later I left the company. Okay. And I was like, oh, I just, I just took a week off and I'm leaving. You know, that's like yeah. in my head. So we came to Raleigh, visited, like met a bunch of people, talked to a bunch of people. Our cafe idea was like a plant-based cafe. So we kind of like talked to people about like what the scene was like and how people were like like how they reacted to it if it was like a want or need in the community and everybody was just like super nice really friendly we liked the vibe of the area and it was a good trip and so then when we were trying to decide where we want to move like Shane said the only two places we had visited was Portland and Raleigh outside of like what we knew for Southern California and then where we had come from which was like Connecticut Massachusetts area we knew we definitely did not want to move back to Massachusetts so we were like, Raleigh was like a pretty cool spot. Like everybody was nice there. Like, and we like looked at houses, like houses are cheap. Like we could definitely move there. And so I have family that live in Winston-Salem, which is about two hours from Raleigh. So when we first drove here, we moved in to my cousin's basement in Winston-Salem. 
And that was like kind of just a transition because we had never, like, we only came to visit Raleigh literally for a weekend, I think. It was like yeah, Monday. August, it was like I, I just checked Thursday, phone. Friday. It was, it was August 12, 13, 14. Yeah. So it was so like a very 17. short amount of time. So we didn't know like anything about the neighborhoods. We didn't know anything about the community. So we didn't just want to like move somewhere and it'd be like trash because we didn't know. So, um, moved to Winston-Salem with the ultimate goal to be like, okay, we're going to come down to Raleigh, check out the area, figure out, like, look at apartments, do this and that. Um, so when we moved to Winston-Salem, it was still kind of on a pause. Like, small city was, wasn't... Yeah, but I would say we didn't we didn't actually generate any revenue for business until, like, April-ish. Uh, April's when we, when we re-LLC'd. Um, <clears throat> in that, in that, in that meantime, though, we kind of like that first month we moved there. I got into super funk. I hated North Carolina. We went from a massive city. If we moved straight to Raleigh, I think it would have been better. We went from a three million population city to Winston Salem, which is it was like going twenty years back in time. Like everyone's <laughs> super country. Everyone's really slow. There was like the YMCA is like the real gym there, and that fucking made me depressed. Like so depressed. It was um, a very weird. I think also because the weird thing about leaving California was we still loved California. Like it wasn't like we were over it and we wanted to move. It was just not realistic for us to stay there. So I think it was like harder for us to really leave that place because there was no, there was no like cold feeling towards it. It was like, I still loved it there. Also, we went from like where Holly and I lived together on our own, just essentially us for five years more with like Ben lived, her little brother lived with us on and off while he like was, went to school. Um, and outside of that, moving in with, like, an established family with kids and, like, it was very, it was hard for me because I haven't had that since. It was hard for us. Yeah. We haven't had to, like, consider other people in five, like, five plus and years. Let's face it. I fucking hate that shit. Like, Holly's like, woohoo, I love being around people. And me, I'm like, I'm, I like my space. Like, completely, like, my space is my space. Like, even when we're here and home, like, I like to be alone. And Holly leaves me alone a lot. And this is like my side of the family that's like we're all obsessed with each other, all and like we'll <laughs> and we'll themselves. like do like Sunday dinners and like everybody comes over because I have two cousins who live there, so it's like both their families would come over on Sundays or we would like go there, and like for Shane that was just like too much. Like I he was even like, do I need, I, like. I know it was like I need like no to, like just once a year is good. Yeah. And like we and like we didn't have like small seed was still like our only job. Like we didn't have jobs, so there was no there was no outlet or break. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the only break I got was going to the gym full of all these slow country people. So anyways, moved there. Excuse me, guys. So anyway, moved there, got, got into a funk. It's it's late. Holly's bedtime. <laughs> What's a bedtime? Anyway, um, and then got into a funk, shook our shit, shook ourselves like out of the funk. Re-LLC'd in April, started like, we started batching bars in the basement, packaging them. <laughs> We, we transitioned to that new packaging I found when we were there, remember? Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, like, we started hand-sealing it, so we were mm-hmm. able to, like, make it more stable. We did, so, like, in the month of April, we did a lot of growth. Like, I got back on, like, what I love to do, and I think Holly got back into, like, the vision of building Small Seed. Um, and we just made tons of samples. We started dropping them off, like, everywhere in Winston-Salem. Uh, we got three, four, we had five locations there. Yeah, I think we did. Um... By making them in her basement, so <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and then so, we, we made the sorry new packaging. Sorry, any of the people who we were. It's not like that anymore, guys. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Our first account in Raleigh, we're still making them in our apartment. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, sorry for anybody. Who's everyone, but everyone knows that. Like everyone deep down knows a startup starts like that. Yeah. Like yeah, everyone's yeah. like, it's your garage, it's your basement, it's your kitchen, and like you just have the illusion it's something bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but or anyway, maybe you don't. So, right. I think everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I know. Like, I think I know. But then I just don't think about it. Yeah, yeah. But I know deep down. Someone was like, I was I was like, I've been selling you this shit from my pantry. I don't know. Like that like woman that makes Opal's things. Like oh, just yeah, a single yeah. mom and yeah. has a manufacturer and like does it all herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think we were like, oh, that makes sense. But other people would be like, I'm not buying from you now. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, so we finally got our LLC in April. So technically April is our birthday. We moved, we found our, also another cool thing is like the guy, so we had no job, we had no income, we weren't making any money. We visited a couple places in Raleigh and this guy who's like new to leasing, 
really young guy, cool, young, also had a child who was only a couple of years old, very new to like leasing his apartment, it was his first property, met us, loved us, there was a person in front of us, and then he was like, it was like, fuck it, they're taking too long, and gave it to us, like, didn't run a, didn't run a credit check, like, didn't ask for pay stubs, it was like, you can move right in, more or less. Uh, which that was, was such which like a was, blessing. That right. was like, but like things like that happen to us all the time, and I and I like I think people look at that and they think they're lucky, and I'm like I look at that and I think that we make that shit happen. Or I look at that and think that I'm on the right path. Like that, I look at that, that and too. think like the universe is like you're doing the right but thing. I, but then I think I do. I think the universe rewards you for doing the right thing. But I don't think it's I don't think it's a gift. I think it's like we we believe we're supposed to be doing something, and our and then we act as if we believe it. And that's why shit happens for us. And I think people are just like, you got a lucky... Like, I just don't want people to think, like, all these things happen to you. And I'm like, all this shit happened to us because we we knew it was going to happen and we acted as if it was possible. Mm-hmm. And that combination, the universe rewards you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was no, like, there was no, it wasn't happening. It right. was happening. No matter I mean, how like it was going to happen, like, it was happening. We, like, I fully know that you need, like, first-class security. You need to show pay stubs, like, when you apply for apartments. And we were still applying. I, like, I didn't give a fuck. We were still doing it. And this and this guy like and we moved in my my birthday weekend, which was pretty cool. Um, and we got settled into our house, and then we were like we started doing the same thing. We started making the bars in our house again. The new packaging helped a lot, like with the hand sealing, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was pretty cool. And also, just like I'm always so gratified when I feel like I make like huge milestones in the company, like things like that, like a pack, like the packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same thing, we started just drop. we dropped off to 300 places, 300 places, we dropped six. I made an Excel spreadsheet of each town, so it was like Cary, uh, Nightdale, Raleigh, and then Everywhere. Raleigh was split up into like North Raleigh, Downtown Raleigh, yeah. South Raleigh, like whatever. Legit. And, and then I would literally go and look at every e- single coffee them. shop. Yeah. yeah. We had like a system. I would, first of all, email, find- follow up, follow yes. up again, drop off, <laughs> drop follow up, off, off, drop off. Yes. But literally, so so Holly built this massive spreadsheet was ridiculous. It was pretty cool. We had a good structured system, but it's also how we just got in everyone's face. Yeah. Um, and like we drop off three hundred places and get like a five percent conversion <laughs> <laughs> so at best. But it's still like like we're we're so we're year we'll be year two technically, um, and we only have forty five locations. In the very beginning, we dropped off three hundred. Like that's six. That's a sixth. That's that's sixteen percent. Yeah, like that's like that's ridiculous. And we've dropped off like we've sent out hundreds so of samples yeah. since then, like to just people who reach out to us, not people locations. People who own businesses reach out to us. Exactly. Not don't be a person to reach out for samples because I'll just block you. Anyway, so we moved into our place in Raleigh, and then I feel like moving to Raleigh like was reinvigorating. We got to a good gym, not good. It wasn't good. We got to a better gym. We we're around city people. Um, and city people are our people. Like, some people like, like, super casual and relaxed, and that's just not... Holly actually does like super casual and relaxed, but when it's proper time. No, I like that, but city style. Like, that's why I like, that's why I like San Diego was okay. Because it was beach vibe, but there was still parts of it was like city, yeah. That's what I mean, you like it when it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. There's some people that just like that lifestyle. And then there's people who live in New York who just only like go. Yeah. You're like... I'm a mix. You're the mix. I'm a New Yorker. I like go, go, go. I'm not from New York. I just like, I'm like mm-hmm. a New York person. Um, so anyway, and then you were at the baby shower. So was that baby shower or Emily's thing? I no, you were, at Emily, you were at Emily's wedding dress thing. That's when I built Opal's crib. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, that was the end of May. So it was like May, end of May, whatever. And I went, I went and checked out this. We went and checked out the kitchen together. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we yeah. went out checked it, checked it together. Uh, so it was our first, where, where we are still. This was this was end of May, and then I moved us in that weekend. In June first, yeah. we were op- we were technically operational out of like a licensed facility. Facility, but then we needed to figure out we needed insurance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this was probably the most work I've ever done in small seed in a small period of time. Was building. I basically built. I had to write, and this was after Opal was born. So, no, I think that that was before Opal was born. Was it before? I think I was, so. I legit was like, I, I, yeah, you're right. I think but it was I right up to like two, three yeah. in the morning. It was like nuts, and I, I wrote out our entire, our entire, I can't speak right now, <laughs> our entire general uh, manufacturing practicing program, like 
I don't even know how I did it. It's like 70 pages I don't long. even know how I did it. Like, I, I've never wrote one before in my life. I just remember writing it and then submitting it and getting approved for insurance. Yeah. I was like, and okay. insurance was so annoying. Yeah, no, like literally because because we're a new company, because we're a prepackaged good, and because of the products we use, um, specifically hemp products, people were asking for like a $20,000 overhead, a $5,000 overhead, and then we had this one company because very, like, thankfully... Holly, Holly had a family connection, like a twice removed family connection <laughs> that was like, I'm going to help you out. And like, we found this company that would insure us for $1,500. But can we just tell a quick backstory to that? that can we just tell a quick backstory to that? Oh, yeah. So my cousin's cousin lives in Raleigh, which I haven't seen her in like years, maybe like 15 years at this point, like a long time. And Shane gets a call back from the people that were trying from the, what's that called? Our, from our lawyer? No. What are you talking what about? What was she? Who is she to us? The like, insurance person? She's the insurance person? Just insurance, yeah. Okay. So she gets a call back. He's, he has his phone on speakerphone, and he's listening to a voicemail. Yeah. And the voicemail says... The name of the person. The name. Like, okay, thanks so much. This is blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. And I was like, did that just <laughs> say, like, whatever her name is? And Shane was like, what? And I'm like, I swear to God, that's my cousin's cousin. So I texted my cousin. I was like, does Laura work as a... As a insurance agent, insurance agent, and she was like, "Yeah." And so when Shane, so then right when Shane called, because she basically she told us straight up, she was like, "Yeah, I was gonna tell you, like, no, nah, I'm not like." She right. was gonna like not do it because it was gonna be too much work. Essentially, if we hadn't had that connection, who know, like it would have taken us even longer. I don't, I don't because, know if we insurance. Yeah, because it was just the most randomest thing. And Shane like called and was like, "Hey, Holly Kravitz, like, which is my maiden name, like Holly Kravitz is related to this person who's related to you." And she's like, "Oh yeah." And then from then, she's like, all right, I'm going to help you guys. Yeah, so that was really cool. So then we got insurance, and we're able to get into, like, real stores. That's what stores wanted. They wanted to know that you were covered. They needed to see it, yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, we're getting, like, really, it's like. All right, I guess we'll just have to speed it up then. <laughs> what do you want? These are our roots. I know. What do you want me to do? I, I can't know. speed up the time. It's, the time is the time. Well, now the, now the story goes faster. Because everything else is the backstory. Now the story goes faster because the changes don't happen for months. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so we have our, we got our first kitchen space. We made a really cool time-lapse video and posted it. Super dope. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> what time-lapse video of what? Remember the one? It was like click, click, click of like walking into the kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, see yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. All I know is nothing. I don't ever remember anything. I don't. I don't ever. know what you're talking about. I thought time-lapse <laughs> meant like us like working in the kitchen or something. I, was like, I mean, it was us walking into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, our yeah. first day at the kitchen, yeah. quote-unquote. So anyway, so... So, so I started, so we started making the bars out of that kitchen. We really had to wait till we get NCDA certified, but before we got NCDA certified, I had to get insurance. So that, that's why I was t- so time pressured to build it out. So anyway, yeah. We so we needed insurance. And then this was like, by this time it was like ju- July. beginning of July. Opal was about to be born. Yeah. It was the beginning of July. Cause I remember when, no, what's that, what's that adorable man's name? I know. I can't think of his name right now. Nor- our no, inspector. No. Our inspector. He came, and I remember being like, "Oh, I'm were, doing like nine days or something." No, like it, was, it was next week. Oh, it was because when he, he when he came back, you Opal were, was born. You were bo- yeah, Opal was born. Yeah, yeah, it was you. Yeah, it was the week before. Holly worked out till the the day before labor. Guys, yeah, I just did. so everyone knows that you bitches who think you're too lazy to work out when you're <laughs> pregnant, you can do it. <laughs> um, and I went to work like up until the da- that day too. You did yeah. Everything and she was about ready to pop. So, yeah, I was popped. <laughs> anyway, so we finally got it, like, got the insurance, got approved, and then Opal was born the week after that. So, like, right when we were able to launch, I was born. And this is why everyone yes. thinks I run the company. Because for all, for almost two months. No, three months. For three months. I don't, time's irrelevant. I know, but for but yes, three for, months. For, so, for three months, all I did was make bars, drop off bars. I ran our social media. I did nothing. I, oh, like Holly did nothing, and Holly actually became miserable. Beep. Well, this happened because you lost your identity. Like, yeah. I took your baby. I, like, literally took, like, what you created and I made <laughs> yeah. it mine. Because I had to. There's no other choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why everyone That's why everyone ran my company. I did all the drop-offs. I met everyone. I interacted with everyone on social media. I created the posts. And that was when I was, like, really – I did really good. I blew up our – I went from, like, 600 to 1,200 followers when I took it over. And that's because – when you would be sleeping at nighttime, I'd stay – I'm, like, notorious for being able to not sleep. Like, it's one of my superpowers. I could just not sleep for – and I could do it for months at a time. 
Like, not sleep by, like, doing, like, three or four hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, I would take Opal to try to let Holly sleep from, and it was, like, 11 to 2-ish mm-hmm. before she had a refeed. Yeah. And all I would do was put Opal on my chest because she would want, she's sleeping, so babies, like, eat every three hours. And I would just be on my phone, and I would just, I would literally scroll, interact, scroll, interact, and, like, go on other people's pages and find all these people. <laughs> I forgot about that. And that. But that's why everyone thought it was me, mm-hmm. because I'd re- I would be talking to them as it was me. Yeah. And then I'd do local events. I went to, like, the, the veg fest. Like, just me, you weren't there. You know, there was a lot of things. Basically everything from Basically our, from our the, rebrand, from, yeah, yeah. from when we entered North Carolina and actually got into the market. Exactly. Was all me. Yeah. And then you came back in in October. Yeah. And that's why everyone thinks it's my business. And since then, that's, like, been our roots. Like, they, like here. Like, yeah, yeah. Because, let's say, like, we went from a different name. We went from From a Small Seed. That was our old bar company. And then we became Small Seed. And as soon as we became Small Seed, I took it over. It's also Shane, because I'm still the main source of, like. Opal's life. Op- yeah, like, because I'm still Opal's, like, main caregiver, I guess. Or not caregiver, but, like, main parent. Not you main. Are, I, don't you know are, to, I don't know how to, like, word it. Like, I'm the one that's with her more. Um, Shane still does, like, all of those, like, type of things. So he's still more in the community. Like, my responsibility in the company is more of, like, the back-end marketing side of it and, like, the website and, like. Literally all the back end, like computer work that I can do. Now you're in charge of the big scaling too. Like before, I always did all the scaling, but now you're in charge of like all I do is maintain our current accounts. But your job, your I think your number one job. Well, now it's like a lot more marketing and creative. You're creative marketer now, but we weren't doing that for a while. But I think your your big job is all the relationships that you people won't ever see. Yeah, and that's that's what I was going to say. Those are the huge ones. Well, that's what I was going to say is. The things that I do are things that I can do from my computer from home, like mm-hmm. from my phone and from my computer. So those are all the things that I will never be like in front of people. It's because my the face only is people prettier. who know me are like, say. huh? It's because of my face is prettier. I have been doing the the sampling though. So. I know the demos, and it made you happy. Yeah, because Holly's a people person, and even when I try to say I'm not a people person, being around the right people makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's why everyone thinks I'm the face of the brand. I just want to like jump into that. Back into that. Um, even like actually who was our former, who was just our guest on our podcast a couple weeks ago by the time this launches. When I, when like she's known us for a whole entire year by the time I did that next demo. And, I, and when I told her, she was like complete, <laughs> one, she was way more happy to support Small Seed Bar because she's like a woman entrepreneur as well. But she was like. No, like it's just so funny to see everyone's reaction. Well, even Rob, when mm-hmm. we went to go meet Rob, and I was like, "This is actually Holly's thing." Like he had no idea either because I've been the point of contact of all time. Yeah. And I think like you make when you for a long time when you posted things because you take better pictures. But also, I think I'm just more comfortable in front of the camera. It was a lot of me in the bar. Oh yeah, it's like, still a is. lot of our Instagram is still me is. In the bar. Yeah, yeah. That's because. I'm your best model. No, that's because I Shane takes awful pictures and <laughs> I take good pictures. So I can't take good pictures of myself, but I can take good pictures of you. That is true. So, so that was that was phase two, three of small seed. So we went from from a small seed, the old name, small seed bar, North Carolina, and then we we went through kind of like three rebrands, roughly with like packaging design, um, and now we're in like I think we're in kind of like. So we've kind of been doing this while, while steadily progressing, getting more accounts, making our quality better. Last year, the, the end of last year, we formulated all the bars to be like more macro friendly, more fitness friendly, like so you could consume and, and we reformulated more shelf them, stable. Yes, to be yeah. out of the, to be 30 like days the, stable. The, really, the real reason I started doing that is so they would last and not spoil or they would last and not like be soaked in the package um, because they'd just be so moist mm-hmm. before. And I needed to make them, like, a little less moist. I yeah. needed them to be more of, like, a raw cookie a little denser, yeah. than, I don't know what they were before. But, yeah, so we changed the size, and then we changed the packaging. Um, also, it just I think that opens us up to more markets and more, like, regular people as well. Mm-hmm. Because, like, before, our bars were, like, 350 to 400 calories, and now they're 220, like, 250 calories, which are, like, a regular person who still thinks calories matter would eat them mm-hmm. um and before they'd be like oh my god that's, ha- that's half of my day and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you first of all calories don't matter period where they come from matters yeah that's um, with every i just want to throw that out there that's with everything everything fats carbs calories like, sugars it doesn't matter what it's it is quality over quantity yeah it's how well your body absorbs it it's no how, it's the source well the source too but that, but that usually is how well your body can absorb it like like, when people think, like, a carb's a carb, I'm like, well, a fucking 
white sugar compared to exactly. a sweet potato. Yeah, yeah. A carb is Are not very a carb. different things. Exactly. Or, yeah. But anyway, fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> I don't like those people. But, so, we got new packaging. We continue to grow new packaging. And now... We are so like I guess that kind of that kind of like really brings us to like we did a lot of veg fests like get, creating a little scene. We traveled to like we went to Florida, we went to South Carolina, <laughs> went to Atlanta. I don't want to do any of that shit this year because we didn't get any return because all you vegans are stingy. Don't why edit, don't edit at, that part why out because like <laughs> I don't want you to edit that out because it's true. Um, the most of our consumers that buy our bars are not vegan, which makes me happy because they're eating vegan food. And they like it. And that's the goal. And that is, that's like one, to eat healthy food. Yeah. And I think vegan is healthy. And to consume it and think it's a treat. Like, that's my goal. Like, to consume it and want to consume it. Even though it's healthy. Yeah. Quote, unquote, healthy. I guess that, that really, like, we just kept going on this path. And now, at the end of last year, is like the next big phase. So, Holly uh, started a relationship with a distributor, which is, like, that will be Small Seed 3.0. Mm-hmm. Like, try, getting into big retailers. So, if you're local, that would be, like, Harris Teeter. Ingles, um, Trader Joe's, Publix, Wegmans. If you're like back in California where it started, like getting into Vaughn's, Ralph's, um, Whole Foods again. Because Whole Foods is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't actually know if I want to be in Whole Foods. Up north, Stop and Shop. Right, yeah, Big Y. So those are the three places we live. So those are the three (laughs) places we can attest to. Like, what's that called? What's that other company called? Reeds? Is it called Reeds? Reeds, because that's That's in Charlotte. Oh, okay. That's just Charlotte. Um,. But like place like that is their next big step, and that's what Holly just Kruger, cultivated. Kroger. Kroger, yeah, Holly just cultivated a relationship with a distributor, and then that's like where we are right now. And the distribution was like the same thing, kind of with with the farmers markets, where it was like this round and round circle. Where in order to get into a large retail account, you have to have a distributor, but in order for a distributor to pick you up, you have to have a retail account. So it doesn't make any sense, right? So someone has to eventually give in and be like, okay, we, I'll give you a chance. We should make a podcast about like why being personable is the most important aspect to have as a person. Yeah, because literally... Because that's how you win everything. Like, you need to convince somebody <laughs> to believe in you to take you in our product. I literally told the... And people think... The, the way that, like, I talk right now and the way that we're talking... I mean, I don't swear, but, like, I am super casual. Like, my whole personality is, like, friendly, casual, silly. Like, and that's who I am, and that's how I'm always going to be. And that's how I am in business, too. And I think people think that you need to change who you are in business... But I have never changed who I tell, am. Tell, tell them why this guy likes you. Yeah, I've never changed who I am in business. I never will. I dress how I want to dress. I wear ripped jeans. Like, I wear t-shirts. Like, I don't try to impress anyone. Like, I am who I am because this brand is us. And, like, we get to be like that. And I don't want someone to expect something different from me. Like, I want them to know me and love me and know that this is, like, the brand is also part of my identity. So yeah, literally the first time I talked to this guy, he was like saying he was out on the boat last weekend or something. I was like, ooh, I'm sure you looked sexy or something. I said something about him looking <laughs> sexy and he was like, oh, and I was like, well, I can tell it in your voice, but I can't tell what your body looks like. And like, just from then on, he was like dying laughing. And he, like, literally since then, he's been like our little like, you know, not cheerleader, but he's really been like trying to team. help us. And yeah. yeah, exactly. He's invested. Yeah. Um, but like, that's how you make impressions. Like you, you need to stand out. You need to be genuine and you need, to, like people need to love you. For no reason. And the first time with Weaver, too, when the guy got into yeah, the, 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 a, a tree fell on his car. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, you, you, you become invested, you become invested in them and they become invested in you. Like, everything is mirrored. And that's why people who are shitty people don't get anywhere in life. Because you're just too self-centered. And with that being said, don't try to pretend to be someone it that you think that they want you to be. Right. Yeah. Like, you should be yourself. And some people are going to like you and some people aren't. But the people who are going to like you are going to love you. True. I think when I think when you are wholeheartedly yourself, everyone will gravitate to you. And the people who don't gravitate to you aren't there. They're gonna. They're, those are the people that only tear you down. So don't force those relationships. Back to back to the small seed story. So that's that's where we are now. So that's where we started. You know, something Holly made for us that we turned that we went to farmers markets. I jumped on board. We turned it into more of a product. We moved to North Carolina. We, we, like, reformulated, constantly Are you recapping formulated. this whole episode? Huh? Are you recapping the whole episode? Yep. You don't like it? It's funny. That's great. Keep going. And fuck funny. Holly, everybody. <laughs> that's also funny. You go, and back to small seed story. So, this is... I was putting us back to where the present point in time, but okay. now I'm done. No. 
Now you going. ruined it. You Keep fucked going. up the flow. Keep going. No. So we reformulated. Anyway, Go. and then we formulate, formulate, formulate. Now we are where we are now. Um, and our future, and like what we're, and then what we want to do now is get into stores, and then obviously this will be a hard grind, and then we'll get to national stores, and then. We're also, we're on two paths right now. So one path is going like retail, wholesale, and that path. But we also are on a pretty like large mission to continue our, our like growing out our community directly. Right, so, so our direct to consumer sales, which is probably all of you listening. Which is I want. Like, yeah. I, I always want to have that like from me to you. Like I want to be able to do the handwritten notes. Like I want to be able to like have those relationships. Like everyone who buys our bars interacts with us if and they, you're, like, they and feel also, like they're our friends that's what I was going to say also if you are someone who buys from us often slash if you're someone who buys from us and also interacts with us on social media like we call you by first name right. like we we'll say like we'll talk about you Tyler like we'll be like right. oh Tyler's blah 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 and it's like we know exactly who you're talking about or yeah. it's our community like yeah Versus and the stores are the stores are so everybody has the, exactly has the ability to have a good product it's for the masses right but the 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 people who order directly from us is so we can have a community and relationship with you and vice versa. And then like, and then as we get builder and like bigger and bigger and we can do more things like we're, we'll probably end up somewhere at some point being like around you and we'll be able to meet all of you. Mm-hmm. And that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. And that's like, that's why. So we're in these Small two places team, because we love, <laughs> because we like, we genuinely love getting to know people on a personal level and, like, knowing who our consumers are and who our customers... Like, I don't even call them consumers. We literally call them community. Like, who our community is. We like to know those people. But, like, in order to reach more people, we have to go through the retail side. Also, and retail... Just, those people deserve to. Like, the places will never go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go to uh, a small store like, in Minnesota or something. Not everyone's like, going to fall. Like, not everyone's going to see us on social media. Not everyone's going to, like, find mm-hmm. our website. But everyone goes to a grocery store and buys groceries. Yeah, yeah. To almost everyone. Maybe not everyone, but 99% of America does. I don't know. Let's start and do online shopping. Well, then we need to get in online stores. <laughs> like, no, no. I'm saying, like, people are, like, just doing, oh, like, yeah. come to my house, like, Instacart or but, whatever. But that's when you, like, get, you're like, hey, feature me on your website. Put mm-hmm. me on the loading mm-hmm. page, landing page, and just be like, add a free smile estate bar to your order. But anyway, so I think, and then as we keep growing, we'll keep telling our story, because that's, like, something I've really been wanting to do lately is just give more of the behind the scenes and like the grind and everything it takes. And then the only question I think we didn't answer, and I think this is more of a question for Holly because my answer is probably not legitimate, is why why do we call it from a small seed, small seed bar, and what's our current mission? So from a small seed came from, I was originally thinking of like what, what, equals like whole foods like real foods like this is like a whole food not like whole foods a grocery store but like this is a whole food product and so I thought about who's so the quote is like from a small seed a mighty trunk will grow but I can't remember who said that it's like a it's a person anyways it's one of the old like greek like the one of those people <laughs> um so that was like the quote, and I was like, ooh, from a small seed. So I went on Instagram, saw if it was an account. It wasn't. So I made the Instagram account before like making a website or anything. I made the Instagram account That's from a small first. Yeah, from a small seed, <laughs> made it. And um but like with it being like my original thing was like our business is a small business with a big mission. So it's like a small seed is the business. But it's going to grow into a big tree, which is, like, our mission. And our mission is to reach people and educate people and hopefully change people's lifestyles. Like, that that was, like, the goal from the beginning. And that's still, that still even ties into now, like, small seed. But I think then, like, tying into small seed is also all of our ingredients and, like, the whole, I guess, background of our bars is that every ingredient comes from Mother Nature. And everything in Mother Nature comes from a small seed. Right. So it's like it grows from a small seed into whatever you're eating, and that's all that's in our product. Like you will not find anything in our bars that have not been grown from a small seed. True. There was another component that you like that I was because I was asking you the other day because someone asked me that I really thought I liked to know was like the thought. The, yeah, and so then like the third part of that is that small seed. Like we want to plant small seeds, or we want to plant seeds of like knowledge and inspiration and positivity. In people's minds. In people's minds so and grow. lives. Yeah. So it can grow into, like I said, hopefully changing your lifestyle, but at least like 
And that's like your tree. Like you are the tree that we hope it grows into. Perfect. That's kind of like the three part of small seed. And guys, if this didn't cover any of your questions, too bad. And then what was the other part of that that you asked? Was there another part? Yeah. Just our mission, but you said our mission. Oh, yeah. You did a vague, you did a vague mission, but I think our mission is constantly evolving. Yeah. I think our mission is kind of like our catch line, which is convenience without compromise. (laughs) Yes. And obviously it can go more in depth into that, but that's essentially our mission. Yeah. Perfect. Anything else? Oh, by the time you guys all hear this, it'll be like weeks and weeks later, but we're dropping tons of new shit on IGTV and YouTube. I usually don't really plug a lot of things about us on here. I'll plug other people, but... So, Holly's put in a bunch of time making making recipes and recording them with Opal. Also, great great things for you to try at home. You get to see Opal make a big mess, <laughs> more or less. Also, Holly has been tolerating me and my workouts, me being a little bitch because I don't want to do it and recording me. So, please go watch them and make her feel good. Is there anything else we're, we're, we're dropping right now? The podcast, Small Seed Big Muscle, Small Seed Big Appetite. I think we should do another one called Small Seed Big Moves. Well, what, what you're gonna do your tangents soon? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let us know if you want to hear Justin. What were you gonna call him? Thoughtful Thursdays. Thoughtful Thursdays. You're gonna call him. Oh yeah.